0: Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Enfuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello! The show's namesake, BJ Shea. He's right over there. Hey, 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 hey. And running the boards is Joey D. Wow! It's Wednesday. It's comic book day. It's a day for all of us to go nuts. And we're going to ask, what if? Because we'll be talking about last week's episode of What If. No spoilers on the upcoming or the one that's actually out now. And we don't want to, uh, you know, ruin your day. We will also be getting some comic book talk from BJ Shea. Hey. You will also be giving us uh, a little bit of TV talk with the Bad Batch and giving us a movie review of Cosmic Sin. Yes. And and, uh, finally, we will get to the Geek Sheet with Vicky B., Vicky, how can people get a hold of us?
1: Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. It's gonna have our blogs, podcast, and more. more. Or just search for BJ Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, and the Odyssey. App. Ba, 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 ba,
2: ba, ba, now I'm gonna ba, 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 ba. I'm gonna have to tell you this, kids. Huh. i I may have to recluse myself. Uh, or recuse myself. That's the word. I'm going to have to recuse myself, I think, from what if, because I think you guys are an episode ahead of me. Which was the last one you watched? I watched number two. Oh, I watched yeah. The, so T'Challa. So, yeah, I watched T'Challa, and I'm going to watch, uh, you know, episode three today, as a matter of fact. Oh. Because uh, yeah, I don't know why. I'm a week behind because that's who I am. That's how I do.
0: Uh, well, I'm, they I'm drop in a weird than... time. I mean, yeah. like, yeah. Uh, if, if, like, you know, there's like, you know, putting the veil down, uh, peek behind the curtain. We record on Thursdays, and uh, the what-ifs come out on Wednesdays. So if you're not wrong. Wait, wait, it comes out on Wednesday? It does. It comes out on every Wednesday.
2: Oh, I need to change my thing. I always thought it came out on Thursday. Oh! Well, that's why I'm behind. Okay, well
0: then, there you go. I have two episodes to watch then. I didn't realize that. Yes, you'll have two episodes to watch for our next one. So we'll get to that. But before we uh, recuse you of your duties, let's have you talk about some of the geeky stuff that you've been uh, uh, engaging in.
2: Oh, Bad Batch wrapped up, and boy, did they wrap up really good. Oh, yeah. It was uh, a a real sad thing as it focused on uh spoiler alert for people that haven't seen it uh it it, it focused on the demise of Camino, and and if you ever wondered like wow oh yeah you know they showed us you know, uh, Kaminar they showed us that um Kaminar or is that from Star Trek uh I, no it's Camino. that's right Camino. Yeah, Kaminar Kamini. is Caminar is where um yeah is on Star Trek Discovery uh yeah Saru All these is from Kaminar names, man yeah. Yeah, the Kaminoans are from Kamino, and that, of course, is the guys that made the clones in episode two. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we never saw them in episodes four, five, and six, and really haven't seen them, I think, in seven, eight, or nine now that I think about it. Or if we have, I don't know. I can't remember seeing any Kaminoans. I don't remember them now. And there's good reason. Uh, I mean, yeah, (laughs) I mean, there may be some hanging out in the galaxy, maybe some escaped, but uh, yeah, the Empire really showed why they were jerks, and they showed very quickly. As uh, this la- these last two episodes of Bad Batch showed you the fate of Camino, uh, of, uh, And it's unfortunate because, you know, it was really sad, uh, even though some of the Kaminoans deserved it you know, because well, they were kind of genetic engineering and really not regarding and, the clone's life with anything. And if you consider
0: it, I mean, it's a tactically sound decision for the Empire to get rid of it because they were no longer using clones at that point.
2: Yeah, it's one thing to say, hey, we want to blow up your lab, but boy, they went a little further than that. (laughs) Oh, Uh, oh, okay, okay. So you want
0: to, okay, yes, they're firmly establishing that they're the bad, bad, bad.
2: Yeah, they are really the bad, bad people. (laughs) Um, And uh, it was was a powerful two-part episode, basically, the last two episodes of The Bad Batch, including, uh, you know, one of the brothers of The Bad Batch, who we thought this whole time, uh was going against everybody because he still had that you know uh order 66 chip in his head oh yeah and they were like we well, can just get this out of your head brother man you'll be cool you realize we're okay and then you you see that his head is disfigured he goes oh no it's been out of my head for a long time i just believe what i believe which oh, is oh wow. he believes in the empire and you know so his brothers cannot get him because they're, they're the bad batch or a set of clones that are different than the average clone some people call them defective others say oh no they have heightened abilities that they were an experimental unit to see what would happen can we make clones different and make them cool and uh hence their nickname the bad batch uh, and uh but they've been brothers and they were on all sorts of missions together while the empire was still the republic uh, but then when everything went to hell uh eventually one of the brothers just said you know crosshair said i'm out uh, you guys are not good soldiers. You're not following orders. And then Crosshair ended up just hunting down the Bad Batch this entire Jeez, season. Wow. And uh, it's one of those moments, man, where, um, you know, he's just always going to be against them, even though he's trying to get them back because he appreciates the brotherhood. He wants them to join him. They want them, of course, him to, to, to join them. And they can't really bring themselves to kill e- either either one. of You know, like the, he can't kill his people, even though he says he wants to. And they really can't kill him. Uh a really, really good season, uh, all in all. A couple of filler episodes, but you know, you'll have that with sixteen episode seasons. And um, yeah, Bad Batch, the the latest offering for Disney. And of course, uh while we're waiting, Andor, I mean, if you're waiting for Andor to drop, which is the story of the dude from Rogue One. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, why not watch the Bad Batch if you haven't already done it? I like it. I think it's uh, it, it stands uh stands right up there with um Clone Wars and Rebels. Nice. Uh, moving from television, going into movies, uh, I'm
0: interested in Cosmic Sin because it seems like it yeah. might be an interesting premise. Are, are you though?
2: Really?
0: Well, I mean, it's got some uh, interest It's got some good people oh. in it. We know we. I know that Bruce Willis is in it. Oh yeah, he's and uh, Frank Grillo is in it, which you might yeah. know as Crossbones in the MCU and some yeah, other stuff as well.
2: He's in it.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. uh, uh, you're not.
2: Your 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 yeah. your voice is
0: not telling me that you're. Um, too intrigued or uh, too happy with this movie.
2: Well, don't look it up on any of the uh, Rotten Tomatoes, IMDbs if you want to just watch this and be surprised by its quality. <laughs> go right ahead.
0: Oh, real? Oh, oh no. I, uh, I I did the IMDb uh, look. Oh dear.
2: Bruce <laughs> Bruce Willis, it's so sad. I I know oh, it really is sad. Um I I I uh, I really was so underwhelmed by this movie. And, uh, you know, and underwhelmed by the fact that Bruce Willis is like, I'm in this movie uh, and <laughs> there's a fight scene where Bruce Willis gets up from his seat at the bar, bangs a guy's head on the on the bar and then gets back in the seat. Then another guy comes over. He gets up out of his seat, bangs. a guy. I mean, everyone else is fighting and he just get up and down, banging up and down. Bang. It's like that was as much physical exertion that he would do. And I think the guy really was banging his own head into the bar, Bruce, because probably it didn't even look like Bruce was really pushing him down that hard, like the guy did it himself. (laughs) Uh, And then the plot of the movie, I don't know, there's aliens, that guess they're bad, and they must be stopped. There's gunfights, and Bruce Willis is like, yeah, this is a gunfight, I'm over here. Uh, I wish there was a bar I could bang the alien's head off of, because I could really do that. (laughs) So
0: what you're saying is not quite very recommended by the old BJ Shea here?
2: Gosh, I I wonder if anybody liked this. I really do. Oh, uh, according to IMDb, no, not really. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I I I mean, the the concept was interesting. The first few minutes actually entertained me. I was like, okay, you know, I mean, like, the acting wasn't the greatest, but still, was like, oh, there's some s, there's some s going down. I wonder what it is. And then it just kind of became a mess. You know, <laughs> oh, it, it, okay. it was just like, oh god, this is a mess. But you know what? That's what you, I, I got. What I paid for. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, you already had your subscription. It's on Netflix, right? Yeah, then there you go. Yeah, you got your yeah. subscription. They got your money already. So
2: good luck to you. Yeah, I and mean, that's the thing. I think that you know they were hoping that Bruce Willis would get me to view, and I, and it did. And it I did, mean, <laughs> and it did because I mean, look, I we love know. Fifth Element, right? But Fifth oh, Element yeah. was a long time ago, mm-hmm. over thirty years ago, I believe. The reality was far, far away. Yeah, so I was hoping to get a little bit of, you know, the Corbin Dallas, uh, Bruce Willis. Not so much. No, he moon- he was a moonlighting in this movie. Uh-huh. Hey! Uh-huh. All right, fine, whatever. We're done talking about that <laughs> Thank now. you. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> uh, moving on from the movie talk, going from the cosmic sin to the comic sin,
2: uh, what do you got in the world of comic books that you've been reading? Well, we got Spider-Man in a lot of trouble. Uh, I don't think I've seen Spider-Man get his ass kicked as much as I'm seeing in this because basically, it seems like there's at least twenty to thirty villains that he is just being ping-ponged from, as uh, you know, as as as, as um, Kindred wants. He, he, Kindred wants to torture Peter Parker. And so he's got all of these sinister six, the savage six, the so-called six. the And then there's also the female sinister six. I mean, and so, and they're all competing to get kill him. And just when one faction's about to kill Spider-Man, then the other faction kidnaps him so that they can kill him. But then they get to, I mean, it's just a ping pong battle of oh, him just no. getting his butt kicked. Yeah. And uh, so it is uh, basically Sinister War is kicking Peter's butt and uh whoo it is uh it, it and i don't know when this is going to end i know i'm on issue three of sinister war and um yeah they this this kindred character who's been in all of uh you know a lot of issues of spider-man who we thought was harry osborne even claimed to be harry osborne but then we saw harry osborne in a cell so it's like well if that's harry osborne then who's this guy who claims to be harry osborne who you know is this he's got all these sort of just slimy creatures that crawl out of him, very similar, as I said, to uh, you know uh, Vincent D'Onofrio's character in uh, Men in Black, where oh, he yeah, said all the bugs bug, coming yeah, out of the him,
0: bugs and stuff. Gross. Yeah, he, he,
2: that's Kindred has a look like that with a scarecrow look, kind of looking face, uh, and he's very powerful, and um, he wants he wants Peter to suffer. I don't even think I don't know if he wants him dead. He just wants him to suffer. It sounds and, like it. goodness. Uh, yeah, so it's it's splashed over into Sinister War as, you know, we wonder if we're going to see the Sinister Six in Spider-Man No Way Home. People wonder about that. Uh, we are definitely seeing a lot of the Sinister Everybody's in Sinister War right now with Marvel Comics. And then um, Bittersweet, the end of uh, Jeff Lemire and Dustin Wynn's Ascender, which uh, if you know that name, Jeff Lemire or Jeff Lemire, I never know how he pronounces it. So sorry about that, Jeff. You may remember that name as uh, one of the creators of Sweet Tooth, which yeah. you got to watch on uh, Netflix and, of course, it was its own great comic. Um, yes, this is the conclusion to the Starseed saga and the saga of uh, Tim the Robot, little Tim, hmm. and, and, and uh, Mila or Mila. Don't know how she says her name, but she's also a little kid. And uh, the two of them are coming together to end the badness. And it's an epic, epic story that really started with Descender and the story of robot, a robot boy. And then Us sender, the story of basically this girl in the wild who, uh, after her, after basically the entire universe has been destroyed, uh, and, and all life that they know as it was. And so they're basically like just living off the grid, if you will, because it's like everything was EMP almost to death, um, it's a wonderful, wonderful story. Imagine Sweet Tooth and the sweetness of that and the journeys that Sweet Tooth has to take and what Gus is doing and everything. And imagine it, you know, really that same vibe in a story of a little robot trying to find his master and then a young girl whose dad is, in fact, the master of little Tim. Aww. Uh, and But, you know, but he knew Tim when he was a little boy. So it spans, like, you know, just many, many decades, this whole story of Descender and Ascender beautiful set of comics uh artwork by uh dustin Wynn for both series is nice. just yeah. gorgeous gorgeous watercolor artwork and or at least it looks watercolor i mean everything can be done digitally these days but it looks beautifully like it's watercolor and um Yeah, if you want a beautiful series to read and you love Sweet Tooth or love the Netflix series Sweet Tooth, Descender and Ascender is definitely for you on Image Comics.
0: And then you should start with the Descender, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I Yeah. I thought I remembered that. I just wanted to make sure and clarify for everyone else. Perfect. Well, now we are getting into the what-if conversation. BJ, all You, right. if you want, you can leave the room. I'm uh, leaving. If, okay, yeah. I'm you don't. Out. You don't Purse. have to get yourself uh, spoiled on all that. Don't want to do that to you. So we are talking. Yeah, just uh, text me when you're ready for me. <laughs> all right, perfect. Now, with what if, usually they're taking a little bit of, maybe there'll be like one decision that sparks a completely different change. In the first two uh, episodes we saw that uh, instead of uh, Steve Rogers becoming Captain America we had Peggy Carter becoming Captain Carter and then in the second one, instead of Peter Quill becoming Star-Lord, we saw T'Challa becoming Star-Lord and becoming a way better Star-Lord than Star-Lord was Star-Lord. So um, It stands to reason that you don't know what's going to happen with these. And This one was one of those where I didn't not expect the amount of death that was going to be in this episode, because essentially what it was is that what if the Avengers initiative never gets off the ground? And it really comes down to uh, essentially when Iron Man 2 starts off and Nick Fury's trying to get it together and put the Avengers together, he goes and he goes and he talks to Tony who's, you know, not really totally into it, but also he's getting himself kind of wrecked by his that weird sort of like disease that got into him and because of his arc reactor there was this sort of weird, I don't know, was it like palladium or something like that? Like the thing was basically poisoning him in his reactor. Uh, and- yeah,
1: palladium poisoning.
0: Thank you. Uh, I did get Right. good. Um, but uh, when it rolls down to it it really came to the fact that well uh, we'll heal you you can come out help us all out and do some sort of stuff you know become the avenger to get all the other Avengers and make it happen. Well, this time when they go to uh, give him the cure, it kills him. Whoops. Yeah. So just boom. Uh, Tony Stark's uh-oh. dead. And we're like, uh, I was like, wow, th- this is where they're going with this one. Very interesting. Someone
1: messed up the, the medicine.
0: Which, yeah. Well, it turns out the medicine was not messed up at all because uh, we find that out when they go to look it up and find out and they go meet up with Betsy Ross, mm-hmm. who, uh, if you know, is uh, uh, the friend and uh, acquaintance and I think maybe love interest. I'm not 100%. I, think I don't she, remember. She
1: was. And it's Betty Ross. Betsy Ross is yeah. who, the one who made the American flag.
0: You're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> right. She always gets me with that one. Um, but yeah, so they go and they they're trying to see what's going on, finds out that she's hiding Bruce Banner. Uh not very well, by the way, but it's not the biological reason, even the fact that the antidote wasn't even used. So now we've got a straight up murder mystery going on. Well, soon enough, and actually even before that, we get uh the fact that uh Thor shows up.
1: Like, it is, like the normal Thor. Like the if you watch the Thor. first Thor movie, everything's happening like it did.
0: Yep. And then uh, unfortunately, Hawkeye kills him. Whoops. Yeah. Shoots and- an arrow into him. And he was just like, well, I didn't do it. I would never do that. I'm, you know, the like, perfect I- shot. I would never miss fire. Mm-hmm. And then soon enough, he dies in a cell that nobody should be able to get into. So now everyone's trying to figure out what the hell. Bioweapon. Uh, what's going on? Nanobots, I think, is even brought up at some point in time. Um, And then we get to the point where we see uh, Betty Ross Mm -hmm. uh, and trying to figure out what's going on. Hulk comes out. General Ross shows up to catch Natasha, who's trying to figure out what's going on because she's been pinned um, for the death of Tony Stark. Um, But she manages to escape with the the assistance of Nick Fury there. So it's a big whole murder mystery. Hulk explodes. I'm
1: so glad he explodes. Exploded into like a puff of like smoky gas as opposed to just guts. I'm like, please don't do it. Please don't do it. Please. Because I'm like, this is still Disney.
0: I know. I was trying to figure out because don't. I'm like, he's getting bigger. He's getting bigger. This is going to be like a go pop. Yeah, there's going to be a pop. And I'm just thinking back to like Cloverfield where the lady like, explodes behind the curtain and you kind of see what's going on. It was not that graphic. And so they, yeah, did kind of get away with that a little bit. Um, but turns out that somebody is straight up murdering them. Um, which also brings down Loki because, mm-hmm. well... Someone Thor- killed his brother. Yeah, someone killed his brother, so now he has a reason to take over. His glorious pur- uh, his glorious purpose is to avenge his brother's death now with all of this. Of course, Nick Fury's trying to figure out, hey, maybe we can figure out a way not to let this happen, and we don't want Asgard to uh, you know, destroy the Earth based on the fact that this happened. Um, and they're getting down to it. They're trying to figure out what happens, and it turns out that... Well, it was none other than an ant man.
1: Uh actually, it technically wasn't.
0: Well, he was at one point. Mm-hmm. but Hank Pym comes back as Yellow jacket, yep. which I thought was a super cool turn on that. Apparently, Hope has a Hope Van Dyne. Uh, died
1: she joined uh, shield just much like her mother and father both did and just like her mother you know died in the field yes exactly
0: so the wasp never became the wasp she was just a shield agent she died pissed off uh, hank who became the uh, yellow jacket and he knew about the avengers initiative so he went about to go kill all of those avengers Mm -hmm. to stop that from happening and stop nick fury from creating this group so is that the decision that was different in this timeline, is that Hope decides to join S.H.I.E.L.D.? It really yes. looks like, yeah, it okay. was her decision to join S.H.I.E.L.D., and that was the catalyst and, that right. did all of those things. So Got then it. she died and then set and, off everything. Instead of
1: staying alongside her father, Yeah, yeah, which kind of I kept him in check more than we realized.
0: Yeah, and uh, I thought it was a really interesting episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was fun. I thought it was, out of the three of them, it was about the middle ground. I thought it was about the second strongest one so far. It- what it,
1: it, well, I did like, I didn't really re- think about it. Like The first two, we knew what the change was yeah. right off the bat. And this one was like, what was it? Why are these things happening? So I thought that was really fun. One of, although one of my favorite things now every week is going watching the episode and then going to IMDb to see how many of the original actors came back to do the voices.
0: There's a lot of them in this one.
1: Mm-hmm. So we have Samuel L. Jackson came back as Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. Same with Michael Douglas as Hank Pym. Craig... Uh, Clark Gregg, Mm -hmm. (laughs) sometimes a tongue twister for me, came back as Phil Coulson. Frank uh, Grillo came back as uh, Brock uh, Rumlow.
0: Yep, as uh, Crossbones. Before
1: he was Crossbones. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jeremy Renner came back as uh, Hawkeye. Mark Ruffalo, same Bruce Banner. Tom Hiddleston came back as Loki. Jamie Alexander came back as Lady Sif and I believe that is all of them.
0: Yeah, the rest of the people were um, other people who have done other stuff as well in the Marvel Universe and have uh, voice-acted the characters, but Mm -hmm. those aren't the ones that came back.
1: I do want to say Lake Bell as Natasha Romanoff. I almost thought it was Scarlett Johansson. It was
0: really solid. It
1: was really well done, and if you guys haven't seen... uh Harley Quinn, the animated series. Lake Bell also does the voice of Ivy and does a phenomenal job there, too. Oh,
0: interesting. Yeah, but all in all, I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I still think T'Challa's one was the best, not because Thanos was in it. I mean, that's not the only reason. Um, But this one was, uh, it was a little bit much. Like there was, I mean, I don't necessarily want to see all the heroes get gacked. And then the ending of it really wasn't fulfilling at all. Like, okay, now that we don't have the Avengers, um, Loki is now just going to be taking over and, uh, taking over the world, even though it did give a little bit of a hope at the end, because we still had Nick Fury creating and at least not maybe an Avengers, but maybe a captains by going to find Steve Rogers and, uh, given the, uh, the, uh, old, uh, intergalactic beeper call to, uh, uh, Brie Larson's Captain Marvel
1: so we're assuming that every episode is a completely different multiverse right yeah
0: yeah 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 do
1: we know that for a fact no because I just realized if you mush all three episodes together in theory they could all be from the same multiverse
0: um, except for the fact, well, no, because Captain uh, because Captain uh, America was uh was Captain Carter in the first one, and she got zapped into uh, the Tesseract, not into a block of ice. Oh,
1: that's and right. And we see the block
0: of ice and the Captain America shield Mm-kay. in that. So I really so that's do the feel that.
1: Thing,
0: yeah, yeah, I do feel that that is make it's making sure that these are separate branches of realities in okay. the multiverse.
1: I'm just trying to piece it all together because we know... It's it's either, super
0: confusing. Because I
1: have a theory of one of two things. Hmm. Either in future episodes, some of these are going to tie together. Mm-hmm. Like something else is going to happen. It's going to correlate to what happened with Captain Carter or what happened with... Um, obviously, we're going to maybe see Carol Danverson again. Yeah. Um, that being said, or my other thought would be the second season would basically be like every episode would have the second episode.
0: Well, I do know that- In the second season. They they have mentioned the fact that uh, Captain Carter will be kind of the one that will have something in every season of What If. They've announced that. We don't know necessarily where the other ones are going. And I mean, obviously with something like Chadwick Boseman can't voice Mm -hmm. um, T'Challa for future ones of that. I don't know if they would address that or just kind of leave that one open.
1: And if you don't want any, I'm not gonna, I don't think it's a spoiler, but I'm going to give you the spoiler alert. Okay. Just in case, Uh, according to IMDB, there looks like there is still more Chadwick Boseman, three more episodes with him in it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And he'll be playing different versions of Black Panther. So I mean, maybe, maybe. So, at
1: least, I mean, I've assumed zombie T'Challa. That <laughs> yeah, might be a little interesting on that one. Mm.
0: I don't know for sure. I mean, we'll have to see where all of that goes. I just assume everyone's
1: going to be a zombie at some point.
0: Everyone's a zombie. Well, I do love this, and I'm kind of excited to see where the rest of the season's going to be going on. But now we got to get to... The Geek Sheet with Vicki B. All right, Vicki, what's going on?
1: Like I said in previous episodes, we are getting into the spooky season. Spooky. <laughs> And fall gives me life.
0: And technically, right now it is September, so congratulations. It's officially spooky season. I don't know if if that's really how that works, but. Yes, that's how it
2: works.
1: (laughs) So I believe, Rev, you are a big fan of Interview with a Vampire. Yeah. Like, I. Were you a big fan of like Anne Rice, like her work and um, books, or were you just her, a perfect, uh, just a fan of the movie? I
0: I liked Interview with the Vampire, um, but it's long and it's very wordy. And Anne Rice has a way to spend fifteen pages explaining or like describing a candle. So, so she's so, <laughs> very much like
1: George R. R. Martin, I think. Yeah, it
0: just gets a little bit much sometimes. Um, but Interview with the Vampire was one that I don't think people really like. Nobody gave it any shot because they they cast uh tom cruise as lestat and and everyone was like that was a bad bad idea and it turned out
1: he was always like the action guy up until that point yeah yeah Um, and silly i guess yeah
0: nobody had any faith with him in that and so when it came out and he absolutely killed it pun intended (laughs) uh it, it just blew me away and actually gave me a little bit more respect for tom cruise which i'm sure he very much cares about um but no it was a very solid movie with a really solid cast and the book i mean the book's the book and if you like the book then you're great
1: and I mean, I actually I have seen the movie, and I actually really liked it. I was ugh, young Kristen Dunst. That was weird.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, Considering how how much older she is now, it's just like, wow, you're itty beedy then.
1: And I posted this a while ago uh, that they are actually coming out with an interview for uh, interview with the Vampire series. Yeah, on AMC.
0: I'm kind of interested in this. So
1: they cast this actor. It's one of those faces. Like I know I've seen you in something, but I'm looking at your IMDb, and I don't recognize any of these. Like I, I see I like I recognize them, but I don't I've never watched them. It's an actor named Sam Reed, and he has actually been cast as Lestat. Mm. Oh. So he like I said, he's an Australian actor, so a lot of the stuff I'm like, I don't know any of these movies you were in, mister. But he seems like he has the bone oh. structure, the face. He was in something called like somebody 70, 71 or Anonymous, the rail railway man Bell. Uh, you probably would recognize him if you saw him.
0: Wow, I, I don't know who Sam Ree is offhand, but Jacob Anderson's going to play Louis,
1: which is what I was going to get into. Okay, next yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was that was, the, really that was the lead up. It. No, you know who this actor is. We know who he is.
0: Mm-hmm. He is
1: Grey Worm. Yeah, Grey Worm from Game of Thrones is going to be playing Louis, which was Brad Pitt's character. That's
0: uh. interesting.
1: So that's the big news. Wow. I'm very excited just because yeah. I love the diversity, and I love, like, especially because they were in New Orleans.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Like, uh, like, I'm just really, I'm really curious and see how they do with this.
0: And I'm just, just like looking. I'm okay
1: with more vampires in our life, but just make it good. <laughs> and <laughs> and no, make it interesting, no, no yeah. Twilight, please.
0: And that was also, I mean, like the like. I'm just thinking about how good um, uh, interview with the vampire was because you also had uh, Antonio Banderas in it. Antonio Banderas. Yes, and just so many good people who were in. Um, like kind of their youth when it came down to their acting mm-hmm. career. So a lot of them were relative unknowns. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, just the way that they acted their ass off with this. I'm really excited for this uh, AMC interview with the Vampire series. And that's
1: how I feel like it should be. If you're going to reboot something, whether it's going to be into a series or in a movie or whatever it is, I like it when they get unknowns. Mm-hmm. Like If you put in a big character, like I was a little skeptical when I heard that we had Angelina Jolie and Salma Hayek in, in The Eternals, but it looks so far based on the trailers that it's going to work.
0: I'm hoping I'm
1: like I'm like if they would have gotten like someone like huge, huge name to play Thor when Thor came out for the like, I mean, obviously Chris Hemsworth, super huge name now. But at the time, nobody really knew who he was. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm very much a fan. If you're going to start something, put the unknowns in.
0: And, yeah, even looking at this Sam Reed guy, when you were talking about, hey, I don't know the things he's been in. I've been looking at it as well, and I don't know if I've seen anything he's been on. He's done a lot of TV work, and I think he's a British dude.
1: Uh, Australian.
0: Australian. All right. Then, I mean, it's close.
1: Eh, I mean, <laughs> distance-wise, not so much, but okay, no, buddy. No, I know.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. Damn it.
1: Uh, but if we're talking about more shows coming out and reboots or even like an ex- – not extension. What is that called? Spinoff. Oh, yeah. There is a spinoff that everyone's been talking about since this show came on that everybody wants, and I'm one of those people. What is this? So WandaVision brought in some characters we've seen before, and some of them, when they're put together, make some fantastic comedy.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: <laughs> Being Kat Denning's character, and I'm blanking on her, Darcy.
0: Yes, Darcy. She was so good.
1: <laughs> Along with Randall Park's character, um am blanking on his name now.
2: Oh, the magic trick guy, the (laughs) Ant Man.
1: I know, Agent Wu. Agent Wu, yes. Yes. So everyone's like, we want to see them put a movie together, or a show together, because they're just so funny together, or just have them be almost like a uh, X-Files themed, where they go on and like, okay, well, we fixed the WandaVision problem, what's the next problem we got to fix together?
0: Because we've got the scientist in Darcy, we've got the agent in Wu, so it's like, okay, you've got to figure out, maybe trying to, you know, science all the explanations Mm. on why these things are happening, but it's getting harder and harder when you're Dealing with magic, with the multiverse, with dealing with all of these different weird superhero y things, which now are really going beyond the scope of science. So it would be fun for them just to find maybe even like lower level heroes and have this the cameos. It'd be another Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. type show. Mm-hmm. But with those two characters, I'm totally down for it.
1: Oh, yeah. And uh, actually, Kat Dennings did weigh in, and she says uh, it, it's always up to the powers uh, that be. And I think they'll t- they took notice of all the comments, and I would be in it in a heartbeat.
0: Yeah. So just, she's
1: out. Yeah. Start, Let's
0: do it. Do a do a do a petition on Change.org or something along those lines. Or, that usually works, right? Or, or do
1: like a trailer or something, and have uh, Ryan Reynolds accidentally leak it. Quote oh unquote. yeah.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: It's like somebody leaked it. Who could that be? Hmm. hmm. <laughs> Uh how much time do we get?
0: Uh we got enough time for another story, but don't make it about your memes.
1: Okay, fine. <laughs> All right, how about about Magic the Gathering?
2: Oh, okay. What?
1: What are you are you intrigued, mister?
2: <laughs> well, I mean, you talking about Magic the Gathering is like me talking about uh I don't know, DIY stuff.
1: <laughs> Actually, yes. Uh I've played Magic the Gathering a couple times. And that was it. Uh, and yep. apparently Netflix is going to be doing an animated TV series based on Magic the Gathering. And it's been Ooh, in development for the last couple of years.
0: Wow. And
1: they just recently announced that Brandon Roth, you know, Superman. Uh, a,
0: a, a, a Superman a from Superman. a not great Superman. <laughs> but he
1: was, also, oh. he was also in Legends of Tomorrow. He, oh, yeah. yeah. He plays Gadam. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He will be voicing none other than Gideon Jura.
0: Which is a major planeswalker in the lore of uh, Magic Ooh, the Gathering. Wow. Yeah. So that'll be kind of interesting to, I mean, so you said animated, right? Yes. Yeah, so okay. Cause I was like, he doesn't really kind of look like a, a a man from Greece, but <laughs> I mean, they, they can make up and everything at this point. I can't really, you know, throw too many stones when it comes down to uh, costuming stuff. But when it's animated, then it doesn't matter at all.
1: What I love is when there is like a nerdy thing like this. When the people involved are equally really excited about it, like our nerds. Because apparently he's a big fan of the game himself. And he actually shared the news in a video on the Netflix Geeked Twitter account. Greetings, Magic fans. I'm Brandon Routh, and I play Gideon in the upcoming Magic the Gathering animated series coming to Netflix in 2022. For those of you who don't know, Gideon is known for being the strong guy who always stands up for what is right. Just oh, Just and isn't afraid to fight. Now I understand why they hired me for this. Makes sense. Laughs. laughs. But seriously, I'm really excited about this show, and I'm really proud and honored to be a part of it. I'm a huge Magic fan, and I've been playing since I was 16. I've played many drafts over the years and have too many cards. Nice. More than I should.
0: Yeah. And it's interesting, too, because in the video games, I just looked at his wiki real quick, and he actually voiced another planeswalker in uh, MTG Arena so, the little voice acting stuff there, he did a uh, Ral Zarek uh, in that as well. Ah. So, that's interesting. He's got, I mean, he's got some other uh, geeky uh, background stuff, also doing voices for Call of Duty Ghosts, Superman Returns, obviously for the video game. Oh, yeah, but, he
1: was in Scott Pilgrim. I totally forgot. Oh, yeah, this, he was taught yeah. in Scott Pilgrim. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, this, is, uh, this, is t-
2: this is a tough one. Oh, oh, why? Mm-hmm. Is it because it, it, it's animated? No, uh, I'll let, v- I mean, Vicki, if you got more stuff you want to say before I give my opinion of what I think <laughs> of a Magic the Gathering show.
1: Uh, currently, there is no other people listed as uh, going to be in this. It's just him so far. But apparently, uh, so I'm getting this off of Cinema- CinemaBlend.com, and back in June of 29, they broke the news that Joe and Anthony Russo of the Marvel Cinematic Universe would be helming it. However, they reported that the Russo brothers and their team of writers left development of the series early, on amicable but apparently definitive split, and Jeff Klein, known for Transformers Prime, took the helm.
0: What's Transformers Prime? Oh, God. Uh Uh That's (laughs) like... I mean... Well, Transformers (laughs) Prime is also an animated series. Um... Hmm. Uh, and actually did get okay ratings just looking at IMD 7.9 on IMDB. So. I think this is probably
1: one of those things that flew under the radar and it's more for kids. This actually really reminds me of like the Transformer Beast Wars that I really loved uh, back when I was in elementary school. Okay. Except with better graphics-ish. Just. A little bit better. But yeah. it has that same vibe, that weird computery vibe from like the late 90s, early 2000s. <laughs> um,
0: okay, so this will be interesting. We shall
1: see. Uh, yeah. So BJ,
2: what are your thoughts on this? <laughs> I mean, look, you know, I, it's it's been a while since I played a pre-release and have been familiar with any sets that have come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll, I'll say that. But I mean, I, you know, basically 25 years of playing Magic and knowing the world there are some cool characters. They've come up with a little bit of backstory to flush out the place, which is great. But does it make a good story? Like, do we really care that much? And what? How? And, and do we really know these, these planeswalkers that well? Because the majority of the characters of Magic the Gathering are creatures that are summoned, um, and then of course you do have uh, you know you have a good amount of planes walk- planeswalkers. There's probably what about thirty planeswalkers these yeah, days. I would a, say
0: there's a really good amount, and they've tried yeah. to hone it down to almost an Avengers-style like team of having like five uh, about five or so that usually are like the forerunners for any storyline as they're going but what is along. It even,
2: but what do you think it's even going to look like? Because Yeah, I mean, we really—you don't know what to expect. You hope that. So, are they going to make an amazing story that just happens to be themed in the Magic: The Gathering universe? Or is it going to be an homage to Magic the Gathering with a crappy story? Because there's really no story. There's, I mean, there's, there's back, there's like a Bible and a little history like, oh, Gideon did this, you know, and Jace did that. Well, I mean. Uh, and Urza the, back in the day did this, you know. In the mean,
0: last couple of years, they have tried to put down a story. And they have put stories into like book form to kind of follow along with the cards. So it doesn't stand to be outside of the reason that they would be doing that. And they did have a whole big thing with the Planeswalkers versus the Eldrazi monstrosities. and They, they did t- have that. And yep. they told a little bit of the story in with the cards, but by and large it was outside either like short stories that they put on their site, um, books that you could download, some of them you could buy, and uh, just a little bit more flushing out outside of the game itself with a little bit of the iconic story arc plot points being in the cards themselves. So, I mean, if you're a big fan of magic, you'll probably be able to poke a whole lot of holes into it. Um, And the way that the Russos, like, if the Russos were still in it, I'd be 100% all in. Um, But at this point in time, I'll probably be a little bit more of the, well, this is a curiosity. I'll check out an episode, see if it's something that uh, I care about. And it might just be something that's for the kids, but uh, who knows at this point. Yeah, I kind of agree. I think the problem is, is that it's really fantasy-heavy, meaning mm-hmm. that like you're going to have to establish the world, and that's pretty difficult to do because magic jumps around a lot. Yes. And so like, if you're doing an individual story with Gideon, that means you're really only doing one world. So you can only mm-hmm. have three or four of the main characters in it. And then if you're going to do more, you kind of have to change, like, completely. I could see almost something like an anthology-type series where it's like, here's a here's a plane, here's a plane, here's a plane, and maybe we bring them together, and then it also is now starting to sound like a Marvel property, which is something that I feel that they're trying to follow anyway because of how well Disney did put out the MCU. It's a blueprint for a lot of companies to take their IP and try to form them into more things than just what they're normally put out there to produce.
1: Uh, I know we said one more thing, but I have one more thing. Okay. One this, is another, this, what, this is like one the more, Kiss one, Farewell Tour. One more, one more Because thing. I saw this and I forgot this is something I really wanted to bring up. Because, BJ, you've read Oblivion song, right?
2: Yeah, it's getting close to being the end. Uh, wow. I think we only got a couple of issues left in the whole series, yeah.
1: Well, I got uh, good news for you. What's that? It uh, might be the end for that, but it will be the beginning of something else.
2: Please tell me oh. TV series. No, ah, a new film.
1: Oh, based on the graphic novels, for those who don't know, by Robert Kirkman and Lorenzo Del Felci, done by Jake Gyllenhaal, and he's going to produce and star in it.
2: Really? Mm-hmm. A movie oh, for it? Boy. I oh, could yeah. see him playing Nathan. I uh, who, He'll probably play Nathan, the main character, i got to imagine. Now, that's uh,
0: interesting just because of how how beautiful the other world is with that, with the Cthulian yeah. monsters. like that. The art with that
2: has always struck me as something amazing. So if they can recapture that, well the movie will be gr- if they make a movie man there's a lot of twists and turns and surprises that they can really have in the movie, including like, you know, the first and second act could really have you just thinking they're fighting these horrible, horrible creatures. And then the third act can go, Oh, you think so, but here's what's really going on. Yeah. <laughs> uh boy, that that uh that I love for a movie. That's a, that's a great idea. That's really interesting. It,
1: I mean it's such like brand new news that we don't even have an IMDB page for it yet. Wow. So I'm assuming he's going to be playing the main character because well, yeah. Kirkman
2: my Kirkman is just everything he makes is turned into gold. Like um four of his major books i think the outcast is one we you may mm-hmm. not know about that was on yep. cinemax oh and and, and of course yeah. uh you know you got invincible you got the walking dead and now oblivion song boy everything that kirkman does seems to really come to the screen in some way shape or form
1: good for him yeah, yeah. and until next time guys stay nerdy